0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Fourth and Goal, the new Sacramento State football-centric podcast on StateHornet.com. I am your podcast editor, Matt the third and I'm joined once again by... This is the beat reporter, Brandon Bailey. I know you guys might be tired of this now, but we're
1: just getting started, apparently, so...
0: <laughs> and hey, we got at least two more weeks of this show because Sacramento State are your 2021 Big Sky Conference champions.
1: First time it was outright,
0: outright, undisputed, undefeated in conference play. Nine and two on the year, eight and zero in the Big Sky. And why did we win the Big Sky? Because we smashed the living hell out UC Davis on Saturday. That's one hell
1: of a way to win a Big Sky title right
0: there, man. Uh, oh, my goodness. This game wasn't even close. I mean, you and I, we went to Davis along with a bunch of other people from the Hornet, and we didn't even really need to go, did we?
1: <laughs> I t- man, I, I could have just stayed at home, got some popcorn, and, you know, just turned on the stream because, man, that was ugly.
0: It was ugly. They dominated it. Every facet of the game. UC Davis's only score of the game came with a minute and forty seconds left in the fourth quarter. I think that just speaks to how dominant Sac State was in this game. I mean, you
1: kind of could tell how the game was going to go from that first drive. Sac State had no problem doing whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They came out on that first drive, and it was on a first. Their first offensive play was from Jake to Parker on a sixteen-yard pass. Then Scattabo started working. And then Dunaway and Astor, they just, you know, they were doing what they were doing, working that two QB thing. And I think, man, I think once Davis, like, once they stopped that running game, I think Davis just lost all hope because, like, their passing game wasn't going well at all.
0: And not at all. Sac State had three interceptions in the game, one in the second quarter, and two on back-to-back Davis drives in the third quarter. And, I mean – Everybody was eating out there. Munchie was eating. Marcus Hawkins was eating. It, it was a field day for that Sacks Day defense.
1: Hey, I, and you know what? Don't it might I might be crazy, but I swear the changing point in the game was when Davis got that um that unsportsmanlike penalty when he tried to stand over Dewey mm-hmm. um on that big hit. And then Marcel, it was later in that drive, Marcel came down, and I swear he was avenging Dewey or something because he ran somebody smooth <laughs> over. Like, I felt sorry for that cornerback, man, because I was just like, you're home, it's a big rivalry, and then you just get put on your butt like that, man. It's like, I think the momentum just went, started dying down from there.
0: <laughs> yep. And I remember you and I were talking uh, right before we came on air, not exactly a fantastic aerial game no touchdowns through the air i mean they were pretty accurate from what i'd say asher went 7 to 10 of 50 yards jake Dunaway, 13 of 19 for 194 yards but again no touchdowns big story of the game was the ground game for sac state scadaboo o'hara and isaiah gable getting into the end zone that's where the three touchdowns came from so and but as i said to you they don't really need to throw it through the air if they can pound them on the ground like that.
1: Hey, man, what's the famous football saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think Coach Taylor had no problem with fixing anything that was going perfectly right that game. I mean, Scatterbow had a baby beast mode run on that 37-yard touchdown where he kind of like spun off the defender and then took it to the house. I mean, that kind of just spoke for how that day went for their running the game.
0: Exactly. And it kept getting better because Montana and Montana State played – in the Battle of the Wild up there in Montana. And they needed Montana State to lose if they were going to be outright champions. And fair play to Montana. They came through and delivered for Sac State. 29-10, to 10, Montana beats Montana State. That dropped Montana State to their first conference loss of the year, and it made Sac State the outright champions.
1: Yeah, I think that worked in their favor, too. Because, I mean, either way, it would have been helpful because they would have got an automatic win regardless if they shared the – Title or if they would have got it outright, but I think that outright position gave them that fourth seed because if Montana State wins, I I don't know the way the polls have been looking. I don't think they get that fourth seed in the um and that first round bye probably. You
0: no, know, I mean but, they probably would have gotten the first round bye, but they would have been much lower. I think yeah. maybe you're thinking six, seven, or eight. Honestly, right because. Montana State, they fell all the way to 8th with that loss. I'm sure they were earmarked for that. Maybe even 2nd or 3rd seed if they, had, they beat Montana. Yeah. But that loss, that really hurt them. So Sac State goes through as the number 4 seed in the FCS playoffs. Obviously, you got Sam Houston State at number 1. North Dakota State at 2. For the fellow Big Sky teams, we got Montana at 6. And Montana State is at 8. So all those teams will get a buy into the next round of the playoffs. And they'll host at least one more game. Sac State has a possibility of hosting at least two more games if we win next week.
1: One of them being a potential Causeway Classic again.
0: That is true. In the bracket, Sac State, uh, we will play one of either UC Davis or South Dakota State. That game happens this Saturday. And I hope for Davis' sake (laughs) they don't (laughs) get through because I don't see their performance getting any better against us. I mean, I think... They pretty much do everything they had at us, and yeah. they had an answer for everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're a run-heavy offense, and they, once their star running back went, or he didn't go down, but like once he got shut down, I should say, um, Alonzo Gilliam, if it, the, anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about, it seems like I said, like their game plan kind of went out the window. You start seeing them start trying these um, screens and it seemed like they were like just doing the same plays to both side. At least that's what it looked like from the press box like that. It was like that, um, that flare screen where they would flare the running back out and kind of dump it off as like a, um, uh, like a smoke screen. But, um, yeah, man, it seemed like they were kind of just trying to find the rhythm in their offense. And by that time it was too late as Sacks they had the momentum and that secondary just kept doing what they were supposed to do, man. Just kept balling Munchie wasn't breaking. Um, same thing to the other corner on the other side. Um, dean patrick dean dominique sanders they all play really well
0: mm-hmm. so the path through that side of the bracket runs through sacramento so they'll play one of uc davis south dakota state on december 4th at 6 p.m here at hornet stadium and then it looks like from there i would say they probably end up playing number five villanova that game would be at home should sac state win and then if they win that well, it's on the road to Sam Houston State.
1: <laughs> Ooh, and that would be a tough one. Let's not count our chickens before we get there, man, because last time, you know, unfortunately we had a, they had a short exit. But, mm-hmm. you know, it could go either way this year, and I think that the way they're looking, I think they, they're they looking to go way much further than
0: that. Yeah, Sac State this is their second playoff appearance. Obviously, they made their first one back in 2019, and it was a rather unceremonious exit as they got thrashed around by Austin P University. And... I'm looking at the bracket. I don't even see them in the bracket this year, so I'm not, they must not have made it.
1: You were the B reporter that year, man. What? Did you expect that?
0: I didn't expect them I didn't expect them to lose first of all, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect them to lose in the way they lost because, you know, you and I were talking about how Davis looked shut down. They didn't have any answers for Austin P either. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the opening to this game was absolutely brutal. I mean, Austin P put up 21 points in the first quarter.
1: Oh wow!
0: <laughs> Sac State didn't even score until the third quarter, so that that was a painful game for Sac State, and it was one where it looks like it looked like they had run out of ideas almost. Mm-hmm. So, but
1: I was hearing that they um that game was just like a rough and weird game from the start. Like it was, a, I heard it was really rainy that day just heard it was like a really off day like yeah. it wasn't really like expected
0: to It be like wasn't that. the Sac State team I had remembered seeing that day. Yeah. And they threw the ball 53 times in that game. I mean, I think that kind of speaks to it, right? Kevin Thompson went 21 of 53 in that game. They had only 19 rushing attempts. 13 of those were by Kevin Thompson. Oh wow. So
1: Well, I think that's that might play a difference for sure cuz if they don't have anything, they got death at running back position. Mm, yeah. I don't know. They got a balance, too, where like we talked about in the last episode where you got guys that could, you know, run run in more so like power situations in between the tackles and guys that could um, open the field up and, and hit the boundaries, too. So, I think that this year that would play be a big help. And I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on that defense, man. Defense wins championships. And right now they're playing like they're championship defense.
0: And I think another thing to note was that I believe this was late into the season, so we know... Kevin Thompson and I believe Elijah Dotson were kind of banged up at that point, maybe not playing at 100%. Did they
1: have a bye that year?
0: They did have a bye that year, but I remember Thompson had missed a game, at least one game. Like yeah, it, it He the, exited one game and then—
1: It was didn't. the NAU game. That was where we got to see Jake for the first time. Yeah, and he's and grown a lot since that game. <laughs> right, for
0: sure. For but sure. I think I think that will help Sac State, is they seem to be lighter on the injury front this year than they were in that year. Also, you know they have the experience now. They had that off season last year where they got to gel with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that will help them a lot this year. But yeah. I mean, only time will tell. I know it's. I know they love not playing on Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> oh yeah, for
1: sure. I shoot. I love that they're not playing on Thanksgiving myself, <laughs> man. I'm. I'm trying to pig out.
0: <laughs> we can only hope the tryptophan doesn't prove deadly for them come <laughs> next week. <laughs>
1: hey, but before we close, man, we got to speak on. The Big Sky is definitely like proved to be one of the better conferences. I think this is the first year where we've had like five different teams in the playoffs. And like that strength of schedule stuff, it's like, okay, I hear you. But when you got five different teams in the playoffs or four different teams in the playoffs, it's four or five. It's five, right? Davis,
0: Sacramento, Montana, Eastern. Montana State, and Eastern. So, we it's have fine. five out of 24.
1: When you got five different teams in the playoffs, man, that got to speak to that conference and um, how strong it is, you know? And I
0: believe Weber was, like, one of the two teams that just missed out as well. That were on the bubble, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, this isn't the first year that the Big Sky has had those kind of those kind of berths either. So, I mean, it's definitely a strong conference in the FCS. So, I think there's... Definitely going to be eyes around Sacramento State a lot more now going into the future, barring any more pandemics that prevent Sacramento State from playing (laughs) any more seasons.
1: Definitely. I think that season worked in their favor right now. I think they've probably – the reason why they've – one of the reasons, I should say, why they've had a great season, not taking away from their talent, of course, because they've been playing amazing, but – when you're fresh and coming into a season, playing against guys that, you know, played in the shortened season, still kind of trying to recover from that and still, you know, I think that's kind of an advantage. I think Coach Taylor played that decision kind of smart now that I'm looking back at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is where we normally preview the game for the upcoming week, but we don't have one.
1: So <laughs> I got something for you, Mac. If you had to predict how far we would go in the playoffs, what do you see?
0: So we got to buy out of the first round. So that means we're starting in the second round. And the next round after that is the quarterfinals. I would love to see us get to the semis, but I feel like we're going to be stopped at the quarters. I think we're going to win our first playoff game and then lose in the next round. So I'm predicting I'm predicting a quarterfinal loss to Villanova. But I'm hoping, like most predictions on this show, that that proves not to be the case and they actually exceed our expectations.
1: I'm going to take it a little further, man. I'm going I'm to I'm say we get to the semis. Mm. Here's why. I think if sacks State can control, like, the time of possession, like how it seems these past few weeks, like where we could get the running game going early and then open it up to our pass game, I think our defense, like, they're playing with, like, a great confidence right now. And I think that's, like, really important when you're playing playing defense, like, is you're confident because you're going to go against these teams where you face the top two running backs or the, you know, the top guys. You're playing the best of the best in the playoffs, so... I think their their swagger and their um their focus is gonna be what takes them far. So I, I see them. I'm go I'm going with the semis right now.
0: All right, man. Wouldn't it be great if we somehow made it to the championship and we made it to Frisco, Texas? Oh
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, if that that'd be crazy. You might you might catch me on a flight to Frisco.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to some of the editors, maybe talking about doing some kind of round trip down there. <laughs> I'll think they're down, but. I might be, you know, you only see a team play in national championship every now and then. You now. only
1: get that one time, man. So <laughs> that would be so powerful. That would be nice to see, man. We're going to see best of luck to them, and I can't wait to see what, what what we see in the future.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I think that's where we're going to close out this week's episode of Fourth and Goal. If you enjoyed this episode, please go check out all the stories, podcasts, and content you can find on StateHornet.com, And we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah!